My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men episode number 59. And today we talked with Allison Beck of Lillian Sparrow. We talked about her growing up an entrepreneur and a creative. We talked about her future plans of moving to Kenya. Um, and we talked about all the things, the amazing work she's going to be doing. So there'll be a link in the description on how you can donate and help further the mission that she's accomplishing. We'd love it if you take a few seconds just to hit subscribe, leave us some stars, give us some feedback. So let's go. <laughs> I was really surprised you said yes to coming on the podcast. Really? Yeah, I thought you'd say no. Really? Yeah. You seem like a real serious business person, and we're not very serious. I had to get out of yoga pants before I came here. That was like the big thing on the agenda today. Good. And actually, like, and you, wash my hair. You nailed it. Thanks. You're so far ahead. Thanks. And we're live on Facebook right now. Great. That's perfect time. <laughs> this is amazing. Just hey. talking about business life. Yeah. What? It, so, okay, first... Allison, thank you for being here. As, I, as I know you, Allie B. Photography. <laughs> do you still do a lot of photography? Um, I do it not as much as I used to. Yep. Yeah, I do more of like family portraits and stuff. Okay. Don't really do live music anymore. That's like weird. I listen to, I made Jared listen to Chiodos and Dashboard Confessional oh, so just good. to get nostalgic. So good. Yeah. That's still, still so how good. when I see you, I think about <laughs> me wearing Vans and going to shows and you taking all the photos. Black hair, black everything. Yep. Some things have changed. Some things not so much. Well, I made, uh, Caitlin came in my office and we were, I was just scrolling through your photos today trying to get to, I couldn't find them, oh. any of the photos. I mean, there's probably a reason for that. Why? His, they're real bad. No, that's Wait, good. like old photos or old photos of me? All of it. Okay. The old photos of me are probably hidden for a reason. Okay. Um, I think that Facebook was not a thing when- It wasn't? Yeah. We were too young for that. Yep. It was like the old people thing. Yep. Back whenever I was doing photography. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace I, I and like Flickr. Oh, uh, I couldn't find I Googled it. I went mm. through everything. Never found it. <laughs> I was really bummed. I was excited. I'll send you a link. Yeah. I think the first show, Jerry and I talking about today, the first show that we went to was um, Daphne Loves Derby. Oh my gosh, that was my first show and with Paulson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was the day that I graduated from eighth grade. First show. We were graduating from high school the next day. No, you're not no. that much older than me. I think we... How old were we then? Oh, no, we definitely were in high school. Sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. That was our first show. Yeah. Definitely was Derby and Paulson. Man, that and was so good. Everybody loved Paulson. That was so good. Who yeah. else was there? Um, Houston Calls. That was the other band. That was the first time I got introduced to um, a hardcore pit. At Daphne Loves Derby? Yeah. That seemed no, no, like it's no, there, not. no, there was, there was, uh, like, cause they always had like local-ish bands before. Oh yeah. Like, it wasn't Daphne Derby or Paulson for sure. <laughs> but that was the first time, like it was an earlier band and I just remember being like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. I didn't know about this. Yeah. So I just jumped in. And it's a thing. Yeah. That's how I remember you though. Every time I see you. Oh great. Photos. No, it's a good thing. So you've been creative <laughs> your whole life though. Yeah, pretty much. I, um, I have, my grandfather was an artist. And so is my grandma. And so it's just kind of been a thing in my life forever. Uh, my dad is a graphic designer still. Cool. So, yeah, it just runs in the family. Yeah. So what is, what's the name of your current business? My current business is Lily and Sparrow Design. Okay. How did you start doing that? Um, I started it just by like a fluke. I lived in Austin and then had to move back to Wichita Falls super unexpectedly and very reluctantly didn't want to be back in Wichita Falls. Yep. And I mean, I'm sure you can relate. It's yeah. interesting. 
And so I moved back and I was waiting for the next big job to come along. And I was like, I just need something to pass the time. I'm going to start this little business. I have an Etsy store. We'll see if it goes anywhere. And then job offer came along and I said, no, I think I'm onto something here. And three years later, it worked out. So so what all do you do? I do calligraphy and um, I do a lot of woodworking with the calligraphy. So I do like custom envelopes and like graduation caps, things for weddings, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I sell in a few different stores in town. So that's kind of where most of my business comes from now. Do you get a lot of custom stuff? I do so much custom stuff. Is there any, ever anything you're like, I'm not doing that? Um, Not that I know of. Not that I can remember somebody being like, hey, will you do this for me? And me just, it just being too out there that I wouldn't do it. I've done some pretty crazy things. Um, yeah. I would love to just someone just submit <laughs> something and just be like, I'm not, I'm not going to build that. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what it would be that would push my limits. Like a life-size cross. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. And the guy was wearing a hood. Yeah, probably. You know not. what I'm saying? Yeah. There are things that you shouldn't do. Yeah. I mean, you can try to request it if you want. I mean, I, I, well, we'll, first off, I'm not going to request that. <laughs> just for the record. That's not coming from me. But no, I, I was just, um, I just, a lot of people we talk to that do custom stuff, they always get off the wall stuff. Yeah. That's got to be a fun challenge. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting to hear what other people have in mind and then to try and run with it and work with like what they have envisioned. Sometimes it works out really great and sometimes it's a little bit more challenging, but yeah. it's still rewarding. What's your favorite project you've ever done? Oh, I really like doing sound waves. They're one of the most difficult things to do. Okay. But, oh my gosh, they're just beautiful. And it, they're so abstract that um, it's really cool. I also really love doing the remembrance pieces. Mm. I don't know if you've seen those, but they take handwriting of people that have passed away. And so I've gotten some really beautiful like love letters from like, this is my great-great-grandfather's love letter to my great-great-grandmother. My great-great-grandmother oh my is still alive. And so we want to get this for her. And it's just... Is that a lot of pressure? It's a lot of pressure and it's super emotional. Um, Probably my favorite remembrance piece I've ever done was there was a boy that he was like 18 and passed away and he was from somewhere outside of Wichita Falls, like an hour, maybe Vernon Mm -hmm. or something. And all it said was, love you, miss you. And then it had his name signed. And I made like eight of these signs and he passed away in a tragic car accident. And, you know, you're looking at somebody's handwriting for that long. You're like... I wonder what's the story behind this. And so I looked into it yeah. and found out all of this. And I just, I cried over every single piece that I did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And one of them was huge. One of them, like I could barely hold. So a little emotional, but. What is that going to look like in 30 years whenever we don't have love letters? Yeah. Just I don't like, know. Oh, can you, can you take a picture of this text <laughs> that my wife sent me? Mm. It's going away. It is going away. But that's what's good about my business. Yep. Is that people pay me the big bucks to write in cursive for them. Yeah. And to teach them to write in cursive. Do, do they really? Yeah. Do they, I don't think they teach that anymore. No. Most schools don't. There's some like home schools that do, but most like pri- uh, public education doesn't. I don't think I can write in cursive a f- uh, like a full piece of paper. If I, could, I, if I could just sit there and think about it, I could maybe get through a few sentences, but I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. When you don't need to, it's not like a priority. No. We had to do that in school though. Mm-hmm. When I, I remember in second grade, I, that's when I first discovered what cursive was. Okay. And I remember in second grade? Second grade. I learned that my senior year of high school, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, the way I looked at it when I was younger, it was kind of like drawing, which that's still the way I look yeah. at it now. And so I wanted to draw and 
cursive was a way for me to do that. So I remember in second grade asking, like, can I write in cursive all the things? And I don't think I ever really went back to print, except for probably in high school. You know, every girl goes through like the big, bubbly, ridiculous handwriting. And I definitely had that phase. But yeah, always had cursive. Yeah, I don't. I, I definitely couldn't do it. And I don't remember using it much in high school either. Yeah. I think we had to do it on essays. I feel like some teachers required it, yeah. for sure. I was in regular classes, though. Mm. So they were just like, if you can write <laughs> at all, well, you're, you're doing good. good. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how to like sign your name? <laughs> and I, I have terrible handwriting. The question is, do you know how to sign your name? Um, yeah. Well, yes. Okay. I can go on the motion. It doesn't, It's most of it's not letters. Well, Actually, okay. just before you got here, we did a shoot, and I had to sign my name on paper, and they were shooting it. And I was like, that was a dumb idea. <laughs> you won't be able to read any of this. Yeah. I mean, if you become famous one day... You've got to have something that's like... Yeah, that passed me by 10 years ago. I'm not going famous. <laughs> when the rap album didn't work, career's mm, over. Wide out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think that we could have a, a rap group now and call it wide out. I don't think so either. Like Times then it was changed. funny. Yeah. It was funny then and it was not uh, racially charged at all. Yeah. It was very have... normal. And now I think it would, it would just be like, no, nah, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Times have definitely changed. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. No, I think I think a lot of it's good. Yes. Most of it's probably really good. Yeah. But it is just, it's very different from when we were in high school. <laughs> but I still feel like you're a lot younger than Jared and I. What year did you graduate? 08. Uh, I graduated in 2010. So we're close. Yeah. And so you've you've been doing, you've been creating your whole life though. Yeah, pretty much. Um, did you, this is what you wanted to do or did you have a like a profession that you wanted to be in? So when I was really young, I wanted to be an art teacher. Okay. Specifically a fourth grade art teacher, um, which is ironic because if you're around fourth graders now, you realize like they're kind of the worst. Um, they're yeah. in like the mid range. They're not like super mature, but they're not like baby children. So it's just interesting. Why'd you pick fourth grade? I don't know. I think it's because I had a really awesome fourth grade art teacher. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And she really influenced me a lot. Um, but then I wanted to be a photographer. Well, I, when I was 14, I wanted to be a missionary. And then that was kind of shut down by some people around me. And I listened to them. And so I ended up doing fashion photography. Okay. Which is super funny now, considering most of the time I'm in like yoga pants covered in sawdust and stain. Um, and then I studied religious education to do missions. Okay. And then After and this? After. Okay. Yeah. And then ended up somehow owning my own small business yeah why yeah. did people push you away from mission um is it money no it was more of like people that didn't really understand were like you can't do that for a job that's not a thing that people do for jobs yeah that's like a church camp trip yeah that's like not a thing that people can actually do for a living yep so and they were the people in my life that were supposed to like know what was up so i yeah. just did that yeah but it's i don't know that's interesting yeah full circle God yeah. is cool. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, oh, cool. So thanks for the advice. Yeah. I'm going to wait a few years and then just go do this. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be like, oh, look, I'm doing it. So. Yeah. So I guess we'll just get into this. So you're leaving Wichita Falls. I am leaving Wichita Falls. And you're going to. I'm moving to Nairobi. Are you yeah. tired of talking about this yet? No. Okay. I like talking about it. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Because that was important to me because I feel like every time you're on stage now or you're in front of people, I know this is important. It's your story. Yeah. But like your whole story is important to me as well. So I didn't want it to just be like. Yeah. No, I'm excited. But you're going to have to talk about this again. It's okay. I enjoy talking about it. So you're going so, to? I'm moving to Nairobi. Okay. In August. And you were, you've been there quite a few times. Yes. I started going there like seven years ago. Um, and I've been going since. Um, and then last August decided, hey, I think I need to move here. And then life just got really real. 
and now I'm moving in August. So, what are you most excited about being there? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get to see the girls all the time. Like I was talking to um, my friend Catherine that runs the rescue center where I will be working. And she was talking about, have you been to the Giraffe Center? I know you've been to Nairobi. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was talking about wanting to take the girls to the Giraffe Center. I've not been there. I'm sorry. I've been to Nairobi. I've not okay. been to. So the Giraffe Center is, is that a, a brewery? Super... No, it is not a brewery. It's that kind of sounds like one, though. It does. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it would be a cool Kenyan one. Now um, I'm nervous what it is. Because no, that joke just... might be. be no, it's bad. just a Giraffe Center. I mean, you can go feed giraffes. Oh, dir giraffe. giraffe. I thought you said uh, draft. Oh, no. <laughs> oh sorry giraffe no we did not go there we went on a safari while we were there yeah and it was not great oh were you at the nairobi game park i think so yeah the one that's like in the city yes yeah it was not great it depends on the day i've been on some really good ones and i've been on some really not great ones we the person who was driving us around for sure stole money from us oh gosh and it was very early and we saw birds which was cool i mean just being out there in general i think was yeah it was amazing, but we didn't see a single animal oh. that I was excited to see. Man. Not a single one. That stinks. Yeah. And we got a money stolen. That really stinks. I've yeah. been on some good ones in Nairobi Game Park. It all depends on who your driver is, yeah. for sure. Um, but then last May, I went out to Maasai Mara, which was crazy. Like, I mean, that's like where you go on safari. Okay. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. And it's, oh my gosh, it's insane. It's so big. And there are so many animals. It's insane was the wrong one we yeah. just went to the wrong one sorry you were saying the, oh, giraffe, the giraffe center giraffe center yes you can just go feed the giraffes um but Catherine was saying how much she wants to take the girls there and most of them have never been out of the area that they live in they've mm. never been to nairobi they probably don't even know what pizza is so i'm like what? i know i'm like auntie allison is gonna come make some pizza or bring it um you're gonna you're gonna be a hero for that. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to get to start spending more time with. So them. who are these girls? The girls are so the rescue center is um, a place for at risk girls that are um, fleeing from forced early marriage and female genital mutilation. Mm. So two pretty heavy subjects. Yep. Um, but it's such a great place for them to be. It's um, the rescue center is in Owasso, which is like two hours outside of Nairobi. Okay. And it is so remote. It's like the most remote place I've ever been. And I've been to a lot of places. I've been in East and West Africa. And I've been to some far out places. I've never been anywhere as remote as Iwaso. And um, these girls are between the ages of like 8 to 12. And they're so tiny. Like you hear 8 year olds and you hear the term forced early marriage and you're like, that doesn't like okay that's like really hard and then you see these tiny little girls and it's like devastating yeah i can't imagine that yeah like and i can't even think of like an eight-year-old that i know that would be comparable because oh they're so small so is that is that pretty common over there so it all depends on where you're at okay um it's only practiced in a few tribes it is illegal in kenya okay. um as is in most other, like a bunch of other countries. There's do do a, these tribes still have to obey? They're supposed to. But does anybody enforce it? Um, so it depends on, there's a bunch of different factors. Okay. So sometimes if the chief is on board and against FGM, then it won't happen. But the problem is, is that it's so rooted in tradition and in like their culture that they're, the older generations are still fighting for it because they've, that's all they've known. Yep. And, um, 
Yeah. So hopefully this is going to sound bad, but hopefully as those older generations die off, yep. we can instill new education in the younger generations to know like, Hey, that's yeah, not yeah. really a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do they go and uh, rescue them? Like who does that? So it's usually the chiefs. Okay. Well, okay. There's two different ways that it normally happens. Sometimes the moms will bring the girls, like they'll bring their daughters because they don't want what happened to them to happen to their daughters. Um, and so, like, so sad. It is heartbreaking. And the, I was there the day that they moved into the center and being there and seeing how excited the moms were that they were there. Like that was just like, I mean, super, it was so many different emotions. It was super exciting, but also like heartbreaking because yeah. it happened to them. Um, so that was a lot to deal with. But then the other way that girls are rescued is that a girl will come like to a teacher or will go directly to the chief of the village and be like, this is going to happen. Please help. And the chief will go in okay. and rescue the girls. And they usually do it like from school or sometimes it'll happen like in the middle of the night. They'll go and sneak the girls out. So they just take them? Yeah. They have nothing with them. Yeah. And they just, they leave. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's wild to me that that is a good thing. Yeah. You know, like to get to that point where you've gone through all of this, that to lose everything that you currently have to be here. Yeah. is the best thing that can happen. Yeah. What a wild existence. Yeah, it's crazy that and they come with nothing and I mean I mean they'll sometimes come with like some clothes if yeah. they can, but I mean they give up everything for a, a chance of an education and to not go through that. Yeah. How long are they able to stay there? They stay until they're 18. Okay. Or until there's reconciliation with the family. Okay. So sometimes that can happen. Like sometimes if the dad is the one that is enforced or is encouraging the FGM, sometimes the dad will come around and they can work on getting the daughter back with the family. So it's um, kind of like foster care a little bit. Kind of like foster care. Yeah. Um, but then there are other times where it just doesn't work and they just stay at the center. Is there any laws there that says like the parents' rights just get waived because of this? Not that I know of. Um, that's a good question. So I never thought like just to, you know, for someone just to take someone's kid and have them, obviously it's yeah. better, but I didn't know if the parents had the rights to say, ah. No. And I don't know what laws there are like with the chiefs. Okay. I don't know if they have like more say or what, um, if it's for like the well-being of the child. Surely there is something in place like that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It's hard for me like to process it because I only spent 10 days in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of time in the slums around there. And then it was so weird for me. What messed my whole world up was going into these slums and being where there's nothing. I mean, the fact that we were walking through there, we were white people. They were just fascinated. And there's electricity. I mean, it's just so bad. And then you go back into the city. And you're like, man, there's some really wealthy people here. Yeah. It's such a and, – and within half a mile. Yeah. It's a huge difference. It's hard for me to still understand, like, the culture. Yeah. I mean, I think that would take more than 10 days to yeah, definitely. get any idea. Yeah. The difference between – and especially in Nairobi, like that's where, like, I think, I don't know if Kibera is still um, the number one ranking or like the largest slum in all of Africa, but for a while it was. That's what they said while we were there. Yeah. And there's like millions of people that live there, which is insane. It's like a square mile. Yeah. Or it's, it's, I can't remember it's what not it was. That it's tiny big. In, in distance, but massive in people. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but then it's crazy. Like you can, like you were saying, you can drive 10 minutes and be in like, insane mansions like insane in the states yeah oh yeah like real nice yeah and we ate at a cafe one day and mm -hmm. i just remember being so like confused like i feel like i shouldn't be eating here 
because we just left this thing or we're yeah. within a walk, it feels like, to be back in it. It's just so different yeah. than here mm-hmm. um, in every way. Do you, do you struggle with, like, especially going there, coming back with, like, depression? The first couple of times I did. Like, yeah. I remember after coming back from my very first trip, I was still in college. I was, like, a sophomore in college. And I came back, and it was in, like, November when I got back. And I remember going into the cafeteria, like, to get food and just being overwhelmed at all the waste and, like, having a panic attack and leaving. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was hard at first whenever, um, like, I would be leaving and, like, crying. I remember crying so many times, like, the Thursday night before I would leave the next day or it would be my last day at our clinic and just being, like, crying and be like, I don't want to leave them in this situation. But then, like, the older I've gotten, I'm like, they're not, they're not struggling in what, they're just, their life looks different than mine. And that's okay. They're yeah. still, they're happier than I am, probably. They're more content. They mm. probably love Jesus a lot more than me. Mm. And it's not my job to go in and fix them. Mm. That's a hard reality. It is a hard reality. I feel like you figure that out super fast. Yeah. Well, you do if you're open and perceptive to it. Yeah. Because I've also been with people that are like, well, let me tell you all the things that you're doing wrong. And I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. That's not our place. Yeah. It's a, um, when we came back, Katie, again, only there 10 days. And we weren't, I mean, like Dr. Kaiser and them were doing all this stuff. We were just there to help. I mean, yeah. it was a very humbling place because, like, I can't do anything. But we came back. But while we were there is when Wichita Falls flooded. Mm. And so we'd get home at night and we would check, you know, check in and see what's going on. And I mean, everyone's on Facebook and just being like, oh my gosh, Wi-Fi's down. Are they ever going to fix electricity? Yeah. And I know if I was here, I'd be in the same boat. But I mean, I, I remember just sitting there and just being so angry. And Katie was depressed for months afterward. Yeah. Just it's almost hard. like guilt. Yeah. It's definitely um, an adjustment. Yeah. And I think, I think our Western perspective um is so distorted from like just like Africa in general. Like yeah. we have one thing in our mind and then you get there and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so much more complex than anything we could have imagined. And it's a lot to process. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's our job to try to figure it out mm-hmm. or just to learn from people. I think yeah. that's what I, what I realized. Just, I don't know. There's so much to learn. I feel like I learned more from the people there than I ever could oh, have definitely. taught. That's a hard place to be because you feel yeah. like you're supposed to be the one to help. Yeah. And it's hard when, like, I've been in some places where they assume that I'm the one that can help when I'm like, I have no idea. Like, the amount of times that I've been called doctor, I'm like, you clearly don't know me. I got I, some Band-Aids. If yeah. I still have to Google when to take ibuprofen. Like, yeah. let's be real. Um, yeah. It's a weird place, like, for people to assume that you know things especially when like i'm most of the time i don't and i'm yeah i try to be pretty honest about that that i'm like i don't know what i'm doing do you get frustrated people here like just small things oh, trigger you? yes oh my gosh yes <laughs> when people say those people um i was i'm, gonna, I'm taking notes but i'm gonna start doing all these things right oh now. great those people um so i went to jiraja the children's choir mm-hmm. And I was talking to one of the interns, and he was great. And um, he was like, yeah, somebody asked me if these kids were up for adoption. And I was like, Ooh. oh, my gosh. Well, I can't tell you the answer, but if you want to donate, yeah, then I can maybe answer some questions for you. Yeah, if you would like to donate the amount that you think an adoption costs, 
Yeah. That's a great start. Their families would love to take that money yeah. and utilize it however they want. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a, I, I guess yeah. people just don't know. Yeah. They, and don't, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And I try to be sensitive to that because I have traveled a lot and I try to be not like high and mighty whenever I talk about things that like are common sense to me because I've been there so many times. Yeah. It's like a, it's a delicate balance between teaching and coming off as like, self-righteous and so i really struggle with that because i'm like you don't know that yeah oh well that's that's dumb that you don't know that yeah if i was in your shoes i'd be a problem (laughs) i wouldn't have any friends here because i'd constantly be like hey you obviously don't know how this works (laughs) you you are removed from reality yeah i'm a better christian than you i'm doing the lord's work what are you doing oh gosh that's why i think god is slowly working me towards things and not letting me do all the cool things you do what are you what are you gonna miss most about here um my dog okay yeah i can't talk about that i'll cry okay um also probably cheese there's not a lot of cheese in kenya okay it's pretty expensive like i so i have some friends that live in Hmm. kenya that yeah it's like random things but i have some american friends that live in kenya that i just randomly will ask hey is it hard to get shampoo is it hard to get all these random things. Yeah. And so it's been great because they've been like, yeah, like you might want to bring some extra of this. But one thing that we have consistently talked about is I'm going to miss cheese. Are you going to bring just a ton of craft singles with you? Um, Probably not. That's pretty disgusting. I'm really going to miss queso. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. I was yeah. just thinking like sandwich cheese is all you were going to miss. No, no. Like queso, macaroni and cheese, pretty much any type of cheese I like. So That's all gone. Yeah. That was I asked uh, Caitlin and Katie. It's like, what questions do you want me to ask? And that was one of the first questions was, what food and restaurant are you going to miss most from here? Chick-fil-A. Come on. They got to have a Chick-fil-A there. They don't have a Chick-fil-A there. Well, they got to fix that. I know. That's the Lord's food. I it know. should be everywhere. Yeah. There is KFC, which is actually surprisingly good in Kenya. Is it, do they have a different menu? They do have a different menu. Okay. So there's like not mashed potatoes and stuff. There's only fries, which is okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um... But the chicken is actually pretty good. It's real spicy, but it's good. They have a McDonald's as well, don't they? They don't have McDonald's. I thought so, they did. No. So what I've learned is that in most like developing countries, places with chicken kind of rain because chicken is cheaper. Okay. So when you think about McDonald's, it's more of like beef, yeah. like burgers and that type of thing. And that's more expensive. Um, and so much of the time hmm. you get like goat. I just thought McDonald's was literally everywhere. Yeah. No, I've I've had McDonald's in a lot of places. I've had it in Guatemala City and in Dubai. We had it in, we had it in Dubai. Yeah, at the airport. Yeah. Super good. And I regret not getting something different on the menu. <laughs> yeah. Because they got had like a nuggets. bunch of different options of things. I think they had a Big Mac that was chicken. That sounds good. I know and I didn't get it. I do remember that I got like a cake after. Like from McDonald's. Was it good? No. Okay. It was not. <laughs> fast food cake. Yeah. It fast, can't. Yeah, it can't be good. Yeah. I was just so tired and so hungry. I just. But the next time you're in the Dubai airport, you need to go to uh, Shake Shack. Okay. Oh, sweet Jesus. It's super expensive. But it was the best thing I've ever eaten, probably. D- different menu than here? I don't know. I've never been to one here. <laughs> that's funny. That's the only one you've been to. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> there are a lot of things that I've only done internationally that make no sense. Like I've only taken Uber in Kenya um really yeah oh yeah you were in austin before uber yeah okay yeah um and it's so much cheaper in kenya like significantly cheaper at that point would you even need a car 
Would so, you just Uber everywhere? Um, the plan initially is to Uber everywhere. Um, and then there's a few drivers that work with my friend Catherine that I'll be working for. Um, and so I'll, I should have it covered. Billy will take public transportation to you. Um, but yeah, Uber is so cheap. It makes it easy to survive yeah. without a car. Who's Billy? My fiance. What? What? Where does he live? He lives in Kenya. That's so exciting. So you met him there. I met him there. We met on my second trip, um, which was like six years ago. I know. When Never. did you know? Like this is this is the guy for me. Um, probably like last June. Okay, so it wasn't like instantly. You didn't just like see him walking no. by. Like, there he is. No, we were. He was one of my best friends for years. Cool. And then, yeah, life just happened, and yeah. So now we're getting married. That's so exciting. I know. Are y'all getting married there? We are getting married here. Okay. We're gonna have like a super small thing in New Mexico. Cool. cool. Yeah, with just my family. My brother's a pastor, so it works out pretty well. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to do that, and then we're going to have a party here, and then we're going to have a big party in Kenya. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Does it matter where y'all get married? Like... Does it affect anything in terms of, like, citizenships, or is um, it, does it have any effect on y'all? So because he... Because he's not trying to immigrate here, it doesn't have an effect. Okay. Um, if he were trying to, it would be a lot more difficult. But because we're moving to Kenya, it's easier. Okay. So it doesn't matter where we get married. How long can you stay there? Um, so I'm getting a work permit. Okay. Like a work visa, um, which I think it lasts for two years. Okay. And then you just renew it, I think. Okay. I might be wrong on those, but it lasts for a while. So. That's super exciting. Yeah. When you'll get married? In June. And then you leave in August. Perfect. Yeah. So we, me and my mom actually leave in, for Kenya in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we're super excited. It's her first time. And then Billy's coming back with us. So. So you get to spend time together before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we're going so mom can like meet his family and that type of thing. And um, then we'll be back and doing all the things and then preparing to move. What an exciting year. Yeah. I am bummed you're leaving, though. Yeah. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be good. I think you you think you're super good for this city. Oh. I think you brought a lot of good creative and um, I don't know how to say this without being mean, but a, <laughs> lo- a, lot, of, a lot of people, yeah, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Christian art. Mm. I know you're not considered, I don't know if you consider yourself a Christian artist. You're just an artist who makes great art yeah. and believes in Jesus. But I think that we've seen like a, a rise to a lot of people that um love jesus um, but also make great art yeah and i think that's really refreshing yeah i feel like that's a good question i've never thought about if i'm like a christian artist or an artist yeah that just points everything back that way yeah and i feel like it's the latter yeah um because i still do stuff that's not yeah yeah. if it doesn't have john 316 on it then you won't do it yeah obviously yeah every single piece has john 316 somewhere on it and the little fish yeah i'm gonna get in trouble for this but it's fine (laughs) And I and I, I don't mean it bad. I mean I just think if you have just like an awareness of good art and you listen to like Wow Worship too, like it wasn't all great, <laughs> you know. It wasn't a lot of great music, and a lot of things just got passed over, and you could get away with not being great, yeah, because you called it Christian, and yeah. that's so weird, and it sounds so bad to say. There's no, a lot of great true. Christian artists, but it's true though. I mean, look at the Christian movies that come out. Ugh. that are like so bad, so cheesy. Some of my favorite though. Because I just laugh real hard. But you're not supposed to laugh. That's I know, the thing. But it's awesome. I I can't. But I mean, yeah, it's so true that 
we are okay with it being mediocre. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I don't know if the art itself needs to be Christian. Yeah. Like, it's it's about, I mean, pointing everything back. And so, I don't know. I just, I've appreciated that in you and making, like, amazing things and it not having to be, like, stamped every time with the fish yeah. or John 3.16, but making great art. So, thanks yeah. for doing that. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, I mean, obviously, the gospel is, like, the core focus of the business. But at the end of the day, if people know that they're loved, that's what matters. Like, that's such a good starting point. If people can acknowledge yeah. that they're loved, then they can figure out why yeah. and by who. Yeah. So if you can start there, you yep. can get further probably. I think people get it twisted, too, and they go the opposite route. The only way to feel loved is if I try to jam this information down your throat. Yeah. But what if I just didn't worry about anything else and just loved you? Yeah. That's it. So I actually did street ministry in Austin for, like, four years before I moved back to Wichita Falls. Um, and it was a really interesting thing because i worked with the street youth population Mm. which was the homeless youth between like 13 and 30 so it's a big range it's a huge range yeah and they lived on the streets and so some of my best friends i met down there doing that and um but it was interesting because we didn't really speak the name of jesus ever Mm. like it was kind of we just didn't do it it was frowned upon and which i have like mixed feelings about how i feel about that but it's been really cool to see how Lillian Sparrow, like, I don't have to be veiled in how I present myself yeah. and my things, but also it's not in your face. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's an underlying thing in everything that I do, but it's not, it doesn't have the fish on it. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard transition for me in life was learning, because I, I would meet with somebody or I would do everything just to try to love somebody, but I would feel guilty if I didn't in some form verbally present the gospel to him, mm. like I would come home and be like, I didn't do my job. And it was, it took years for me to unpack and unlearn that like I was called to love no matter what. Yeah. And so I did my job or I was obedient by just loving the person. And I also had a lot better conversations when I stopped. Oh yeah. She'd been like, Hey, just nice to meet you. Do you know, Jesus, <laughs> what, what, what do you listen to? What kind of music do you listen to? What if I told you about a guy named Lecrae? You know, like there's better ways to do it and love people. So I think it's cool to be able to just that our generation, there's a lot of cool people in the city that have come from all over that are just making great art and not, not like at the, this is another, I'm going to get in bad control for this whole podcast, but not like at the (laughs) Wichita Falls standard either. Yeah. Not like, oh, this is cool for Wichita Falls. Yeah. Like this is just genuinely cool. Yeah. So you help do that. So thank you. And thanks for leaving. (laughs) You're welcome. See ya. You're welcome. I'm, I really am super excited for you. Yeah, you're gonna have to come visit. Am I, I, I was gonna. I didn't know if I could ask. Yeah, you can come visit. Okay, good. Yeah, I got okay. some. Yeah, we, uh, we made some cool friends over there in my ten days, and uh, yeah, those. I mean, those relationships. You never know what they'll turn into. I know they were so Clearly. fun, and yeah. Well, I'm not trying to get married. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you've got that taken care of. Yeah, Katie would be not happy, probably, especially not. to Tito and Martin. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think that's gonna be really fun for you. What um. So you said what you're most excited about. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that um, you're not excited about? Um, you asked one thing that I missed, and I forgot to mention air conditioning. So it's pretty warm sometimes in Kenya. Um, we're going to be living in the city, so it's pretty moderate most of the time. Okay. But it still gets hot. And I sweat a lot. Like, that's just the reality. And so that's going to be a fun adjustment. We've already talked about how many fans we're going to have. And... Billy doesn't love fans. And so I'm like, well, people ask, how are you going to compromise? 
well, we're going to compromise and we're going to get all the fans because I'm yeah. going to die otherwise. Yeah. So so here's how compromise works. <laughs> we're getting all of them. Yeah. I mean, if it depends on my life or death, obviously we're going to get the fans. That's so, so he's, he just doesn't want any fans. Yeah. And he lives down by the ocean. So it's like really hot there. And he still doesn't like using fans. And I'm like, well, you're about to marry an American. So we're going to have some fans. Is that where uh, y'all are living? By the ocean? No, we're going to live in Nairobi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How how far away is he from Nairobi? He's about eight hours right now. Okay. Yeah. So um, when did you go to Nairobi? When the flood was. Okay. So that was a long time ago. I don't know. When when was that, Jared? 2013? 2015? I have no idea. It was a long time ago, whenever it was. But... um, so in the last couple of years, the Chinese have come in and built rail systems, which is amazing. So now there's a train that goes from Nairobi to Mombasa, which is incredible. It costs $10 and it takes like six hours. So when I go, like if I was in Nairobi and wanted to go see Billy, you just hop on a train. You're there that afternoon. And then it's like a two hour drive to where he lives. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. But he's moving to Nairobi too. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With all the fans. All the fans. Yes, we're going to be buying all the fans. Yeah, I think we were there in May. And so that's their winter. Yeah, that's right? like the start of it. Yeah, it wasn't cold. Really, I mean, it was 50s. It was fine. Yeah. But everybody is, was in ski jackets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody. Yes. Even like when it's like in the upper 70s, like you'll see babies like bundled. Yeah. And like the hats, the cute little knitted hats. And I'm like, whew, that baby is sweating. Yeah, like... Yeah, they have a heat rash. Yeah, that's exa- what, yes, th- that's what it is. Yes, I um. So, another fun story about Kenya is that um, one of my friends named a baby after me, in down in coast, which is the reason I resaw Billy for the first time in like five years. So, that's awesome. She, yeah, so she's super cool. But I was talking to um, her dad, and he was like, "Yeah, we had to take her to the hospital. Um, she had this rash all over her." And in my mind, I was like how hot is it? I wonder if they have too many layers of clothes on her. It was a heat rash. And it's just not, I mean, I get that they want to keep them warm because it is cold for them. Like when Billy was here in the winter for Christmas, he had like four layers of clothes on everywhere we went. It would be like in the sixties and he was like, it's so cold. (laughs) That's funny how just different it is. Yeah. Cause I was over there just sweating. It was like 70 degrees outside and I was just sweating. Yeah. And people were bringing kids in and just like hoods. Yes. And it's like, man, this is this is different. It is different. Is yeah. that a lot of pressure having someone name their kid after you? I, yeah. I at first I thought he was joking. He was like, I named her Allison. And I was like, yeah, okay, great. And he was like, no, her name is Allison. And she is the most beautiful little thing on the planet. And she's like a year and a half now. Um, and walking and talking. So... Yeah, it's crazy. That's amazing. But it's really cool that we're going to be in Kenya. Like, I'll get to see her grow up. That's fun. Which is really cool. Any idea how long you plan to be there? Um, That's a good question. We have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know it's an unfair question. Yeah. But do you see yourself being there forever? Um, You know, that goes back. I go back and forth on that Yeah. probably every other day. Um, We have talked about, like, whenever we have kids and, like, when they're in school age, it might be better to be in the States. Hopefully that's a while away. Um, Careful. You've been going to One Life. I yeah. There is something in the water. Yeah, it's it's very good, but be careful what you say. Yeah. So knock on wood. Yeah. That's MDF. That's not wood. No, this is no. This is real. This is a uh, oak. Oh no, it's not. That's no, oak wood. Yeah. 
Are you? I carved it. I carved okay, it up. Well, this is wood. Yeah, that's wood too. <laughs> that almost fell on you. Did that I? would have been amazing. Oh gosh. You would have sued shaking. us. I I would have definitely sued you. Yeah, Jared made that too. So. Oh, well, it's cool. been Jared's fault. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Did yeah. you think that was oak for a minute? No. Was I convincing? No. I work. We've work actually talked about shop. that on a lot, a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I always tell that. Is it like particle board? I, I don't know. I, I convinced Jared it was oak for it's years. For sure, not oak. He, he didn't think it was oak. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Yeah. But yeah, I do you should be careful saying that because a lot of people are having kids. Yeah, there's a lot of people having kids. So you maybe come back, maybe not. You're having a kid. I am having a kid. Super stoked about it. Oh, by the way, if you're listening or watching, Jared is in the room. <laughs> I, I did look up at one point, and my foot was just like in the corner of the frame. I was like, oh, better, better lower that. You deserve to be in here. Do we? Hey, do we have any questions? We have um, a couple comments and a question. One comment from Caitlin Wood. Okay. Uh, when, when's your birthday? Is it coming up? Is it today? It's tomorrow. Okay. Oh. Well, happy, happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. Caitlin Wood said that we need to sing Allison. Happy birthday. Okay. We'll do that on the next podcast. Okay. <laughs> or actually, if Katie wants to come in here, if she's listening, if Katie wants to come in here and sing, that would be great. Oh. We would love for Katie to come in. Katie is here. Yeah. Um, Katie is awesome. And we have a question from... Katie, if you're listening, just come on in. Caitlin's husband, Braden Wood, that says, he's asking, have you ever run into people on your journey who question why your mission is focused on Africa and not in America? If so, how have, your, how have you responded that's a good question. Um, I have not run into people directly that have asked me that. Um, but I mean, I did serve domestically for years. I did, um, street ministry in Austin for several years. And I, um, I mean, I feel like my business is a mission for sure. Like I re I feel like I'm able to reach a lot more people than I was on the streets of Austin. And as far as why it's Africa it's because that's where God opened an opportunity. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest things is that I feel like I want people to to know that is that those girls don't need me. Like they do not need me. Mm. It was just one of my Kenyan friends that said, "Hey, do you want to come do this with me?" They don't need me. Yeah, they have Kenyans that can do this just as well as I can, if not better. So it has nothing to do with me being an American that's going as a missionary. Like yeah, yeah. I, that's not anything important. It's just that I was asked by a Kenyan friend, yeah. "Hey, do you want to come do this with me?" And I said, yes. Yeah. I've seen that play out so many times so um, bad. And I think it's bad perspective by people. Um, and so I think Braden's question is great because we've talked about this a lot. But we've seen that play out with adoption. It's like, mm. why would you adopt internationally when there's kids here that don't have parents? Yeah. And I understand the question. But I think that, you know, usually the person asking the question isn't adopting either. Mm. It's like, well. Yeah, well, why don't you adopt? Yeah, so yeah. the circle can go. But I think people just forget that sometimes you're called. Yeah. certain things like sometimes it takes someone to come from the outside in sometimes you're there for a reason sometimes it's for you sometimes it's for other people yeah but i think it's cool that you're obedient to do that yeah i'm excited um from the time i was like 19 i wanted to move to kenya in my mind i was like i want to move to kenya but i don't think it ever actually i don't think i ever thought it would actually happen yeah and then when i bought the one-way ticket i was like <laughs> what did i just sign up for i'm moving to kenya um but the other thing that I feel like is kind of a misconception is a lot of people think that I'm moving there to be with my fiance. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. Like I'm going there because I feel like I need to be there with those girls. Yeah. I've noticed that about you. Every time you've talked about it, even when we start this podcast, 
I would have let in with like, oh, and by the way, I'm getting. But you've always been very clear on. Yeah, he's an added bonus. Oh, of course. The fact that he's there is like great. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be alone, which I mean, that was a fear. I was pretty ready to move after I graduated from college. And then I got malaria. And I was. what? Yeah, I got malaria. How did you not leave the podcast with that? How, how, How bad was that? It was pretty awful. Um, what do you I, do for that? So I was... I'm like, sorry to derail your story, but this no, is fine. breaking news. Um, <laughs> I was very lucky to still be in Kenya whenever I got it. So I was able to get treatment. Okay. Um, but I mean, if I would have been here, like when I got back, I went to like four different doctors before I finally found one that said, oh, I know what to do with malaria. You'll be fine. Because everybody else was like, I don't... I've never dealt with malaria never dealt before. With it. Yeah. Um, it was pretty awful. It was really bad. And I was in a rural area. Um, there were, were actual chickens running around the hospital. Like, For just real? right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where am I? And I was pretty much alone. Um, I didn't know anybody else on my team that time. And I was like, okay, this is not for me. How long were you in the hospital? Um, About two days. Just by herself. Yeah. Uh. And, um, but we, and we ended up leaving the next day. Like we were flying back. And so I had to travel back to Nairobi like eight hours on a bus. So sick. And then I had to get on a plane. So sick. And that plane it was, rides. It's rough. Do, it's, do you go through Dubai usually? Um, It depends. I think that time we went through London. So it's like still 15, yeah. 18 hours altogether. Yeah. Oh, why you're sick. <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough. Um, But it's nice because so when I was... um. In Kenya in August, I had to go back to the hospital for something minor, and Billy was there. And it was, like, kind of, like, full circle, like, a little bit of healing from, like, the initial time because I had so much damage from, like, a lot of emotional things happened um, with that first experience. So it's just an added bonus that I'm not going to be alone doing this. Um, I mean, people always ask, like, well, could you move here? Well, yeah, we could have moved here if that's what we wanted to. But I felt like I needed to be in Kenya before yeah. Billy and I were ever engaged or anything. Yeah. So, that's yeah. awesome. Any other questions, Jared? Comments? Do you have any questions? No. no. Or, <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know if you were talking about Or do you want to sing or anything? Do what? Nothing. I'll leave you out. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's super encouraging what you're doing and what you have done. And I don't know. I just appreciate your constant pouring into people. I mean, even, I mean, I think going to Kenya obviously is, is amazing, but you've done it here too. I think people don't realize that. Like you've been planted in even our community and just been so willing to share your gifts and talents. And I think it's awesome and amazing. And I appreciate you. Well, thank you. And you used to take the best photos in the world <laughs> of Paulson. Paulson was pretty great. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. You'd be changing the world. Oh my God. And you were changing the world then. I don't know if I'm taking free band photos for bands that probably couldn't pay for it. Did you charge people? Um, I can't remember. I feel like most of the time I just got in for free. Um, but I mean, there were some cool opportunities that came from that. I got asked to go on a warp tour with a band. I was like 15. So obviously my parents said no. Um, (laughs) which honestly is probably smart for sure. Looking, I remember being so angry. You know what the band was? Yeah. It was the secret handshake. Uh, the secret handshake? Yeah. It was awesome. That's pretty awesome. I shot his wedding. Really? Yeah. So you are a legend. I'm something. Um, I don't think a legend. But Did you ever do anything for Fight the Good Fight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just oh, had to drop that. God. The secret. 
Garrett's actually watching right now. Is Garrett watching? No. Hi, Garrett. Oh, I wish he was. Bummer. He just had a baby. They just had a beautiful baby. They did, and they were yeah. on the news. That was crazy. Yeah. That was insane. That's, that like I was reading that story and I was like sweating thinking about how stressful those moments were. And they, I bet yeah. the two of them. Oh, I know. Which is probably like, yeah. oh, the Lord will provide. Yeah. You know? Garrett and I went to daycare together. Really? Mm-hmm. Did y'all date? No. Okay. We didn't like each other that much. I had some harsh feelings towards him. He popped one of my backpacks once. It was like one of the blow up ones. You know those blow up chairs? Yep. Oh, yeah. I had one that was a backpack. And I remember he stepped on it and popped it. And I just remember. Was he six foot tall at that point? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he like got to go to a Backstreet Boys concert that I didn't get to go to. There were just a lot of harsh feelings. He's kind of a bully. Yeah. Well, no. Let's label him. No, he's a bully. That's official. <laughs> Jared and I lived with him for a while. And, he's grown uh, up a lot. Yeah, Jared almost fought him one time, multiple times, because he what, would whip you the towel. One of my least favorite things in life is when people, like, you know, like, spin towels and, like, oh, whip you with it. Yeah. That's, like, the one thing that I'll, like, snap on people with, <laughs> is if they, like, even if they, like, act with it. I don't know if it's, like, the pain thing, like, I'm scared of the pain. I don't think, I don't think it is. I think it just annoys me. Yeah. It's, like, the one thing in life, though. <laughs> like, when people, like, will twist, I see them twisting up that towel, I'm like, don't do it. Don't you do that. Don't do it. So and they'll, they'll just, like, fake, Gary used to do it to me all the time. Yeah. He's a great dude. Now yeah. that we've bashed him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Gary is the, the best. He's the best dude. He really is. So congratulations to them. Yeah. We're, I always start talking about Gary. Oh, the fight they could fight. Yeah, you started that. Yeah, sorry. Hole. I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. But yeah, you're just a creative entrepreneur. You're supposed to do that in some form or fashion. Yeah. So I think it's super cool. Yeah. And it's cool even with the rescue center. Like, I'll still be doing marketing for them and like working on like the profiles for the girls, for their sponsors. And that type of thing. So I get to still do a lot of creative things. Um, And I think in my wildest dreams, I know a bunch of people that have done like artisan-based businesses. And Mm. I really would love to start like a fair trade business. Okay. Maybe one day. So are you going to continue? Yeah. So I can conveniently design from anywhere. So that's not that big of a deal. Um, And then my parents very graciously decided that they wanted to take over um, or that they would take over the production. So... We're really? kind of yeah. That's so cool. I know. So, me and my dad work in the wood shop almost every day together, like doing different things. And how cool is that? It is awesome. Um, and like we've taken over. They have a two car garage, and we've taken it over. Like it's the wood shop now. And um, except when it's cold, and then we make room for mom to park in there <laughs> because it's cold outside. But Good for um, you. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Why um, when we first started talking about me moving. I had said, well, I'm planning on hiring somebody to take over the production, you know, to just keep it up. And they said, well, why would you hire somebody when we could? And I was like, okay. So that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. You don't say guess that. that. You're just like, oh, yes, perfect. Yeah. That's, we yeah, should great. definitely do that. Yeah. Much cheaper labor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I think that's cool that you're going to continue doing it. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. It is tough, but it's if, good. If people listen to this. And they're like, hey, we appreciate what you're doing. We think this is great. How can they help you? So the best way is to go to LillianSparrowDesign.com. And on the menu, there's a place where you can click Allison in Kenya. And it has places at the very bottom. Like you can read about what I'm doing. But then it also has places where um, you can see some like direct prayer requests. And you can see ways to financially support. Um, 100% of my salary is fundraise so i get paid zero dollars to do it 
um, you know, like most missionaries. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm fundraising all of it, and people keep asking, like, so what happens if it doesn't come? And I just tell them I'm not choosing to believe in that. So Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. God has never not provided. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Well, people should definitely go to the website and probably put a lot of their money in <laughs> as much as they can think of and i mean if you want to give a birthday gift it's a solid one. Oh, that's a good point yeah and your birthday's tomorrow and you yes. weren't even gonna tell us my yeah i guess you don't just come into someone's room and say it's oh my by birthday. the way our birthday's tomorrow yeah katie would definitely do that though oh she celebrates birthday month no see i'm the total opposite if i could just go under the radar radar and not let anybody know yeah. i'd be okay with it yeah yeah well, people should definitely go and support you What's the time difference from here? To it's nine hours. Nine hours. Mm-hmm. So it's almost midnight. There. How do you communicate back? Is it with um, WhatsApp? Yeah. Does WhatsApp have video? WhatsApp does have video. I think every once in a while you should, um, we should do like an update. In Kenya. That would be awesome. Yeah. We'll just update you in. I don't, I think we can figure out how to do video. Yeah. Um, can well, you we, get on Facebook? Yeah. I think Jared, if we're doing live, I think we can bring someone else into the live. Yeah. Yeah. I could just do it from my yeah. MacBook. Yeah. We should do that and just keep you updated. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I'm, I'm super encouraged yeah. of what you're doing. I don't think we would... I wish we could do it where the girls were, but it is so remote. There's like zero service. For sure not Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, keep us in the loop though. Um, obviously, I'll, I'll be personally in the loop, but let us know like if there's needs over there and there's ways that we can yeah. utilize some of our platforms and different things to blast it out. Because um, like you said, and I think I, I appreciate your self-awareness as a human, but it isn't about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a cool perspective that you say they don't need you. Um, I think they probably do a, a little bit. I think that you're going to bring a ton of value, but I think it's cool that um, it's not like you feel like you're the, the superhero. Yeah. And I think that's what makes you a superhero. I feel like so many people go in and think that they're going to be like, a term that I've heard a lot more recently is like white savior. And I do not want to be that. Like, mm. I don't want anyone to think that that's, me going in with all of my knowledge like that is not the case yeah at all yeah yeah it's walking a very thin line of being like hey this is what i'm doing but also it's not yeah that's a lot of pressure too it is a lot of pressure as a human being yeah i i don't want to ever come off as that yeah i don't think you do well thank you i hope it's not that way in Kenya. yeah that's again that's why the lord put you there and not me because i'd be walking around like an idiot (laughs) trying to fix everybody Oh, goodness. And I'd be back here within a week. <laughs> that 10-day trip was a longer trip. They just sent me back. <laughs> I was like, that's enough of your griping. Get this guy out of here. No, really, really encouraged. And uh, thanks for coming to the podcast. We didn't think, I didn't think you would. Why? Because you're above us. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't realize so. you'd have to come down and waste some of your day with us. But I don't think that's true. Anything you want to plug? Any social accounts? I know you love being in the spotlight, but I, is there anything you want to plug? No. Donate. Not really. Donate. Give me a birthday gift. Yeah. I have a donation. Do you have a total you need left? Um, I don't know how much is left. But 100000 <laughs> No, not that much. The total goal is um, just under 23000 So most okay. of that is initial moving expenses. Okay. Because like, you know, you have to pay like two months rent and we have to like buy furniture because we don't have furniture. Yeah. Um, but then after that, it's like $1,300 a month. Cool. Yeah. Which is not that much money. Um, no. Yeah. And if we were not living in the city, it would be much less. But because we're living in the city and because I'm an American, we unfortunately have to have a little bit more 
secure living situations. Yeah. But yeah. It's going to happen. It will happen. It will happen. Yeah. No matter what, it's going to, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. God has never not come through. Yeah. No reason to doubt that he's going to change it. No, it's, it'll, it'll be good. Um, Jared, anything else? You awake? I'm awake. He he snoozed for a minute. (laughs) Every time I start talking, he just starts nodding off. Well, if you're still listening, thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for being here. Super encouraged by you. Make sure you go um, and donate. And uh, yeah, and we're out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.